0: Welcome to Other People's Lives. I'm your host, Joe Sanagato. I'm your host, Greg Dybeck. Just a reminder that you can now buy OPL merch at shop.oplshow.com and a portion of all
1: proceeds will go to charity. Anyway, Greg, who are we talking to today? Today, we are going to be talking to someone who was diagnosed with cancer. Serious shit. Very serious. Affects a lot of people. Younger too. I believe he's 30, 32. Yep. Right. Uh and you know we we've decided we're not going to read this email just because
0: there's a lot in it it's all the details we don't want to like give
1: everything away obviously want to hear from her his perspective mhm um but i will say the the subject line uh i love because it reads my cancer does not define me which right. is awesome
0: yeah which is kind of like open for interpretation at this point yeah but i guess we will find out what that means but i don't i don't really like My uncle had cancer. I haven't, you know, but I wasn't that close with him. I've been blessed to to not really know anybody that has been suffering through it for Mm -hmm. a long time. But I feel like everyone knows somebody, at least, who dealt with it or a relative or someone who knew someone who had it. You know what I mean?
1: No, totally. It it really touches so many people's lives. Uh, Not in a positive way, obviously. Uh, but yeah, it's just, it's terrifying too, because you know, like when you look at the stats, like if you're standing in a crowded room of people, it's like, well, you know, how many of these people, like what what's the odds of them getting cancer right. or some form of cancer? And there's so many different types and it can come at any point in your life. It's just like random. It's just, it's scary. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I had, uh, I don't know too many people either, but you know directly related to me, my grandmother um, passed away from lung cancer. Um, so that was you know just kind of that firsthand experience of just seeing what it does. I think the scariest part about it is just how much it deteriorates a person and just yeah. changes them you know physically and just takes everything out of them. Um, but you know I think like anything, it's uh it's something that also has the power to bring people together and you know make you realize how special life is and yeah that's uh it's it seems like you know f- we'll we'll see what this guy's story is but
0: yeah I, f- I feel like the subject line my cancer does not define me define me i feel like this dude has a lot to say and a very positive and interesting perspective on life moving forward mm-hmm. that i think everyone can kind of use and I, I think will appreciate by the end of this episode so that's why that subject line was so like important because it's like okay this is a dude who got cancer but he's like fuck that shit you know what i mean i am so much more than this and i can't wait to talk to this
1: dude honestly yeah.
0: like i'm all about this you know you know how i am
1: it's just I'm imagine like just imagine finding out that news like even what we just said is that it is something that is common but even still like you could never imagine a time in your life where you have to face something like that
0: yeah i know it's terrible you're never ready for that um but yeah let's let's uh give this guy a call and talk to him
1: hello hey how's it going This is Greg and Joe. Hey, how's it going? Good, good. Hey.
0: What's up, man? Uh, So, this is Joe, by the way. Uh, We didn't read your email. There's a lot of information every there. So, everyone who's listening, they don't really know your story or what happened or anything like that. So, I just kind of want to start from the beginning and just kind of how old you were and what your reaction was when you first found out that you were diagnosed with cancer.
2: Uh, Okay. That would have been... That was back in... 2013 uh let's see so when's 2017 now it's three years ago wait what year are we in now sorry I am <laughs>
0: 2018 just started
2: <laughs> 20 okay okay so it was about three years ago um I' and technically we got to start even before that because I was born with like uh, with a uh, uh, heart disease called valvular cardiomyopathy it's a degenerative heart disease that, causes heart attacks and stuff so I have to go to the cardiologist every couple of months just to get checkups and stuff on that. Well I went for a checkup uh, uh, back in June of 2013 and my cardiologist noticed something that looked a little weird to him so he went and had me go in for more tests and stuff. He had noticed a uh, small dark mass on my left ventricle on the interior chamber of my left ventricle and he was going through and explaining what it possibly could be and all of that fancy jazz. And I'm like, Oh shit, I got cancer. Cause you know, with my luck, it's like, yay, something bad's gonna happen now.
1: You thought that before um, he even gave you a diagnosis?
2: Well once he when he told me it was a dark mass on the on my heart, I'm like, fuck, I've got cancer. Damn. Yeah, and I was just like, Well shit. So I'm talking to some of my friends and stuff, and uh, they're like, oh, no, no, stay positive, stay positive, man. They're like, you're Jewish, you know, you're one of God's chosen people. And I'm like, yeah, but he has chosen to shit on me all of my life. So it, it's not really a good chosen people at that point. I just want to uh, ask, I, I, how
1: long do you have to wait, like, or in your case, how long did you have to wait between hearing a dark mass and actually getting the news?
2: It was let's see, I went in uh to an oncologist two weeks later and it was roughly a week and a half after that that they were able to confirm it for me.
1: Oh, I would I would S- not sleep
0: sweating for a week, yeah.
2: Yeah, that was uh that wasn't a fun week. I uh I basically spent a lot of time like, oh shit. Let me be wrong. Let me be wrong on this one. Let it not be cancer. Let it just be something else that's stupid. And yeah. Um, But yeah, after that, then uh, once they diagnosed it as cancer and stuff, and I'm like, so where do we go from here? And they're like, well, we're going to start chemo and radiation and we're going to see how things progress from there. Um, There may be a need for a, uh, uh, minimal intrusive surgery. And I'm like, there's no such thing as a minimal intrusive heart surgery. Um, it's like an
1: oxymoron, like, right? <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, uh,
2: minimal intrusive means that they wouldn't have to crack my chest open, mm. which is what they explained afterwards. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, it still doesn't sound safe to me. So they went and uh, I spent uh, the next three months going through uh, radiation and chemo, which... Dude, I'll tell y'all now, that is like the worst thing you can ever experience.
1: Right. And I think um, that is kind of the, you know, picture of cancer that so many of us get to see, you know, either just depicted in movies or photos, even from real life. Um, I mean, I, I don't know how accurate is that? Like, what what is that process? How draining is it?
2: Um, have you ever seen the movie The Bucket List?
1: Uh, and I have more Morgan not.
2: Freeman and Jack Nicholson.
0: No, yeah, I have seen that.
2: Uh, okay. That paints a pretty decent depiction of it. Like there's some days that you'll be at like 80% able to go and everything. And there's other days that you'll be at like 3%, not even wanting to get out of bed. Um, the, the treatments and stuff. I mean, it basically, it makes you feel like your bones are on fire. Like it is very painful. It is not fun. It's, Cancer is probably the worst thing that can happen to a person late. And that is including death. Death I put on a higher scale than cancer because cancer, you suffer. Everyone around you suffers. And you get to watch all of your friends suffer. And that ain't fun. But um, let's see. Where was I? Uh, so I spent the next uh, – two years going through, uh, chemo and radiation. And basically, um, at the time to- or after it happened, and uh, Oh, well, during all that process, a lot of close friends or people I thought were close friends started to distance themselves because I mean, when a person's going through chemo, they get in cancer. stuff. So they get negative. They, they don't look at the good side of stuff and, People have a hard time dealing with that, so they try to distance themselves from it because they don't really know how else to deal with it, and that makes the problem worse for that person.
1: So I would, you know what I, mean? I would assume it would be opposite, but I guess, I mean, I guess people just don't know how they would react in that situation until it sort of happens to yeah. them. I mean, what were, like, what were some instances of your friends? Um, I guess, well, was it just fear on their part or just not wanting to see you go through this?
2: For the most part, it was, I was always the the friend that no matter what, always looked on the bright side of everything. It's like, I've had heart disease all my life, survived it. Got hit by an 18-wheeler while I was riding a bicycle, survived it. Kept walking into work and stuff. It's like, that shit sucked. But I mean... Yeah, and if you want, I can tell you where you can look that up so you can verify that that actually did happen if you're like, holy shit, this sounds crazy.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But, um like, if I was always able to look on the positive side of everything, and then this happened, and I gave up.
0: What and do you mean you gave up?
2: I just said, fuck it, I'm tired of fighting. I'm tired of this shit. It's like... I'm done. Like, cause at this point, well, at that point, I didn't see any chance of coming out from it. Because, like, I looked up the odds on heart cancer, and have y'all looked up uh, any of the statistics on that?
1: I have not. No, but so okay. what is it called it's exactly? I've, I'm reading here at cardiac angiosarcoma.
0: It's, yeah, it's
2: cardiac angiosarcoma. There is basically on average one person per year who they find in the world that has that really yeah there is just like and that's according to the CDC they, there is what they treat one person per year that they have dis, that they discover that has had that
1: hmm.
2: that so it's like however many people there are in the world one to however many that is the odds of you know you getting that you have a better chance of winning the lottery
1: yeah so i would imagine but, that's kind of a point where you ask yourself why me
2: yeah and you ask why me and then you start uh, started talking to the doctors and they're like well you know we don't really have much to go on in the way of treatment so we're going to use our standard treatments for this and i'm like but you don't have anything to go on so what's the standard treatment we're going to treat you to go through the treatment for this the same as we would with a person who has lung cancer. And I'm like, okay. So uh, they went and they put a, a port in, which is a uh, a piece that is put into your chest uh, where they can just administer the fluids and everything directly into you. So that basically, um sorry, I'm fighting a cold right now and but yeah um basically what it does is it makes to where they don't have to reset an iv every single time that you come in for treatment it's uh just it's a device that hooks up to you and they can just plug the iv directly into that versus having to find a vein set an iv and a drip and all of that every time you come in Mm -hmm. which it gets agitated it it's sore it hurts you sleep the wrong way you roll over and you can roll over and wake up from the pain of that. And I mean, it's, it hurt. And I was just like, dude, and I was done with it. Like, I ended up, uh, i because of the treatments and everything I had to, uh, continue to miss work and stuff. So I went and I, I left my job that I'd been at for almost 14 years. And, uh, I basically just focused on the treatment and stuff like that. And I mean, most of my, like I said, most of my friends that I knew uh, at the time, they ended up there like, dude, we don't, we don't know how to comfort you and stuff. Um, and quite a few of them started getting really dodgy and were avoiding my or, uh, avoiding my calls and stuff like that. And I mean, I, I couldn't really get out and about to come and visit people because like it hurt just moving around and everything and I went into bad depression because of it and uh uh one of my uh one of the few friends that uh still talked to me on a regular basis introduced me to uh a thing called google hangout it was brand new at the time um I'm assuming y'all both know what google hangouts
1: are right we're using it right now to call you
2: <laughs> oh okay cool yeah um but yeah, and through that, uh, I was able to meet people in the cosplay community of uh, the southeastern U.S., and it opened up a whole new support network of people
1: in the what community? Who
2: were cos uh, cosplay and oh, okay, uh, people people dress up like anime and stuff. Um, I met uh, it's how I met my friend Brian, my friend Raven, um, which was actually really funny because uh, the first time I was ever in a video chat with her then she looks at me and stuff and she's like where the fuck are your eyebrows (laughs) Uh because i lost (laughs) and the other six people in the room were like
1: (laughs) (laughs) she thought it was just a style choice like say what (laughs) she thought it was just a style choice
2: well she i don't know what she thought but i was like yeah i've been fighting uh cancer for uh the past six months and she's like oh shit yeah but uh, through that like that conversation like it was somebody who i knew could speak their mind and Mm. would like actually talk and, uh, and we became friends and continued to talk through that um uh we and she introduced me to other people in the cosplay community um i met a a group who uh, did a podcast uh, about a specific manga that had come out, and I got to know them really well. And, I mean, my friend Richie was talking to me one time, and uh, he's like, dude, you know your cancer doesn't define who you are. It defines what you can do, but it's not who you are. You're not the cancer kid. You're not the cancer boy. You're Chris. And I'm like, yeah. And that right there is actually the little pep talk I needed to, you know, straighten out my line of thinking and stuff. I mean, at this point, I hadn't been working in a long time. Pretty much my days just consisted of either going to chemo or watching movies. And after that, I went and started putting in applications for jobs. And mm. I like, I, I went and I put in applications everywhere, but you know, whenever uh, you've got cancer and you have a high chance of having to miss work on a regular basis, you got to let your managers know about that. Mm -hmm. And I I put in applications everywhere within like a two mile walking distance of where I lived. And uh, the only place that would even consider me was Papa John's. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, cool. It's something. I just needed like two days a week to be able to do something and, through that, I like. I moved up. I ended up uh, becoming a shift manager at uh, one store. Um, I moved down to Georgia to be closer to some of my friends, stuff like that. Uh, I was able to continue my treatment down in Georgia. I ended up uh, moving up uh, into higher level of management, and you know, still with the
1: company. That's awesome.
2: Yeah. Um, So, no, yeah, it's like to,
1: oh, go ahead, sorry, no, so was um I'm just I'm interested in this community, just kind of how you know you were at in a place where I guess the people you had known you know your whole life or most of your life just didn't know how to deal with this and kind of separated themselves from you, but was cosplay specifically something that you were always into, and you just kind of stumbled upon this online really. community that,
2: like uh, prior to that, I had only gone to uh like one uh convention and it was a really small one in alabama and it was just like i met a couple of people there and was talking with them and stuff they saw my post on facebook about it and i mean they saw a lot of my like my posts about how i was really getting down and mm. they're like hey you know we're not doing anything right now you uh, no. and uh one of my friends messaged me on facebook and she's like yo would you like to join this at uh, google hangout and i'm like what's that And she's like, well, everybody's working on their stuff for dragon con. And I'm like, okay.
1: Huh.
2: And through that, I ended up meeting, uh, pretty much everybody that I'm friends with now.
0: Do you ever look back on when you were like in that dark place and think like, I'll never go back to that. Like now I'm in such a better place and I'll continue to be in this like positive mindset.
2: Say that again. Or say that again. Uh,
0: I was just wondering if you ever look back on when you were in that, uh, dark, depressive state and think like, I'll never go back to that again. Like I'm going to stay positive and like, cool. this has changed your sort of mindset moving forward.
2: Well, uh, yeah, it, it really has because I saw that person and I mean, I still like, I get the notifications on Facebook of, Hey, this is what you said on this date and stuff three or four years ago. And I'll see my post and I'm like, Wow that was dark and it's so like, it was really, wow, no, that was five years ago, but yeah, it was, I can't let myself do that again because it's not healthy.
1: So how do you, how do you come to accept, you know, the fact that you do have cancer, that you do have, I guess, something inside of you that, you know, has the potential to kill you? H- how do you bring yourself out of, you know, that mindset and that depressive state to, um, you know, just, just to kind of live with that and decide, you know, I am going to get a job. I'm going to keep living my life. I'm going to find, you know, a new support system and friends. Uh, I just, I can't imagine that it's easy to make that shift mentally.
2: It, it's not. And like there's times I still think about it now and pretty much I, i have to make jokes about it and stuff uh somebody asked me how i'm doing then like it more or it sort of became a static response for me to be like i'm doing okay you know just dying <laughs> and
1: no i that's that's but, funny like i really I, I don't know i do appreciate that i feel like they're. i just feel like that humor and that you know level of self-awareness it just helps in so many situations
2: yeah, It does. I mean, once you're faced with that, I mean, you have to look at, is what I'm doing at this point, is it helping or is it hurting the situation? And I look at how many people, because like, I'm, I'm not going to say I hurt my friends by being depressing and stuff like that, but I look back and I wonder, it's like, what were they going through during that time? Could I have helped them? And I don't want to go and put myself in a situation where one of my friends might need my help, but I just don't care because I've got my own things
1: going on. Wow.
0: That is an incredibly selfless thing to say Mm -hmm. for someone that's going through chemo.
2: But, well,
0: you can either think
2: about yourself or you can think about what you can do because while you're going through chemo, you don't, you're do not you not really doing much. You're just, you're there. You're existing. And you have to decide what you want to do while you're existing. Do you want to just be sad and mopey and just not give a fuck about anything? Or, you know, do you want your life to have meaning? Do you want it to have purpose? And, I mean, but since then... Um, I've traveled up and down the eastern uh, coast of the U.S. I take megabus everywhere I go, but, I mean, I've gone everywhere from Maine to uh, uh, Tampa, just visiting friends, uh, checking out stuff, just doing things that i wanted to do. Um, Next year, I plan on taking a trip out Midwest to see my friends out in Utah, Colorado, and uh, Nevada. Um, Just hang out with them so that, you know. This making a goal and following it through is is a key thing otherwise you sort of get stagnant and it's like if you don't constantly push yourself to do something every day then you'll stop doing things like and i mean chemo will it takes a lot away from you okay it does chemo and cancer takes a lot away from you like you're not able to eat a lot of the foods that you used to like to eat You can't, like, because of the heart medications I'm on now, I can't drink alcohol, which sucks. Um, uh, I was actually, at one point, whenever I was in the hospital, they banned female visitors uh, from visiting me. Um, But that's another long story. Hmm. Uh, But so I just started making, making small little goals. And it's like, go check the mail. Like, that's that was probably the first step in the transition of, you know, becoming more active. It was setting the small goals and then you set a little bit bigger goals and, and it's like, okay, what can I do now? All right, I'm going to go and I'm going to try to be social with people and I'm going to not talk about cancer. Mm. That was a hard one because everybody else was talking about what's going on in their lives and I had cancer going on in mine. That was what I had going on. So, I started listening, and people started talking about stuff. And if they said something I found interesting, then I'd look up or I'd start like looking up what they were talking about. And so the next time I was hanging out with them, I could join into the conversation a little bit more. Uh, I'm not sure if that makes sense or not, but it made sense to me.
1: no, I, I think that makes a lot of sense. Uh, I was gonna you you sort of touched on it, but I was gonna ask, just going back to something like the bucket list uh i haven't seen it but i know the premise is that something that crosses your mind um you know where you might you know it it really becomes clear you have a finite amount of time left i mean we obviously all do but when something like cancer happens i'm sure you're hyper aware of it uh do did you feel like you there's certain things you kind of needed to check off your list or um yeah, I'm sure that movie might be a bit of an extreme example. Uh, but, you know, is that something that, you know, kind of crosses your mind when you're in that situation? That, you know, there there are certain things that you want to accomplish, you know, places you want to see, things like that.
2: Well, there are, and there, there, there's some things that I that I would like to do that I know I can't. I, I know I can't travel overseas and see Europe and stuff because if something happens with my health and I'm over there... Like, I don't know the medical facilities over there. I don't have a cardiologist. I don't have an oncologist. I don't have the people that can, that immediately know my situation that can react to it and stuff. So, like, I know I can't do that. But I can say go to Florida, go to Disney World, go to Disneyland. Um, one thing I'm wanting to do is go to Universal Studios. And, I mean, that's, I think, two years from now uh, in the makings. Um But, yeah, it's just that. And um, one thing that really helped, um, I've got an entire wall in my apartment here that's just pictures of, like, selfies of me and all of my friends. And, I mean, I'm talking 8-foot ceiling, 12-foot wall, so 12 by 8, uh, just completely covered in pictures of me and all of my friends. And, I mean, when I start to get down, I just look at that. I remember what happened in each one of those pictures and that helps.
0: This is like blowing my mind. Honestly, I can't even imagine like going through something like this. I do like, this is going to sound even crazy, but I feel like, you know, even after just having this conversation with you and listening to this, it's even given me a deeper appreciation for, literally everything and just puts like more importance on the little things. You know what I mean? The relationships you hold and everything. And there's certain things that people care about that in the long run don't really matter. And do you, do you think in a way that this has sort of helped you and made you a more positive person? Cause even just saying uh, that sounds crazy to me. Do you know it's what I mean? It made
2: me a more determined person. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't really know so much about positive because like that would imply that i I nine times out of ten or I will the majority of the time try to look for the good. I try to look for the realistic view and stuff. Um, and I mean, like uh, oh, what is it there? Like I know I've got. It a shortened time frame. I'm actually like the doctor gave me in between six months to two years and I mean that was back in two thousand thirteen. So I mean I appreciate every day I've gotten since then. Wow. I mean I I try to make sure that uh that my life is interesting. Um and this is going to sound morbid, um, but it's just it, it's not. It's, it's not meant to be morbid. Uh, I was helping one of my friends plan out her wedding and stuff uh, because uh, she was getting married last year. And she was like, well, if you ever need help planning something, let me know. And I'm like, actually, I'm wanting to plan my funeral. And it, it sounds morbid, doesn't it?
0: I can see how people would say that.
2: But that but that was immediately the reaction. She, she's like, dude, that's not – I'm like, no, no, no. I want my funeral to be the biggest party. I want people charged admission to this thing. I want people showing up and celebrating my wife. I want it – I want, like, an open bar. I want to have everybody with cigars, everybody being able to be like, dude, I remember this one time, Chris, dot, 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 and, like, whatever it was I remember. I don't want it to be, like – a sad, depressing funeral. I want it to be a celebration.
0: That's amazing.
2: Because, I mean, we can either sit by and be like, we really miss this person. It, it it sucks that he's gone. Or you can celebrate the person's life and everything they've done. I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. I haven't done, like, great, amazing things with my life, but, you know, I've traveled the country. Uh, I was told by Pepsi that uh, there was no way I could drink as much Mountain Dew as I did, or else I'd be dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, How much Mountain Dew are we talking I, I was drinking six to eight liters of Mountain Dew a day.
0: Jesus.
1: Oh, you're doing the do! Wow.
0: That's yeah, Jesus keeping them in they business. They told me that if,
2: <laughs> they told me if I drank that much Mountain Dew, then I would have died of a caffeine overdose. And I'm like, this guy's oh, beating all so the odds. So
1: now you're just living now on the like, edge. Come on. <laughs>
2: Well, my thing was I wanted to be the spokesperson for Mountain Dew. Like, that was my goal at one point because I'm like, dude, I drink more Mountain Dew than everybody else I know combined. I'm like, I'll see if I can be their spokesperson. I went and I wrote them a letter and stuff. And they're like, there's no way you drink this much Mountain Dew. And I'm like, yeah, come here and visit. And by the way, that was roughly a daily consumption.
0: That's, That's wild,
1: dude. It's impressive.
0: I can't drink six liters of water
1: tough (laughs) wow but i i do have to say just just to go back to what you said i mean i just find it what i find just so incredibly inspiring is you know what you just said is you are just trying to have an interesting life and it's not it doesn't have to be these extravagant things it's not you know it's not the bucket list it's not some hollywood movie like you're just trying to find realistic ways to enjoy your life and that's by creating memories with your friends it's something as simple as you know just getting a job just getting a job at papa john's so that you know you can kind of prove to yourself that you can work that you can get out there um you know something like going to disney world just so many things that you know we take for granted every day you know we're We expect vacations. Everyone expects to go to Disney World at some point. You know, we complain about our jobs, um, you know, not being promoted, not getting the job that we wanted. And, you know, you're just just finding, just like you said, just like these little realistic, you know, sort of little wins. And it it doesn't have to be something so major. I mean, being the spokesperson for Mountain Dew would be pretty cool. But... Yeah, I just I just find it really inspiring, you know that that outlook. um Yeah,
2: I actually I mean, got that outlook after watching a doseki commercial while I was like tripping on tramadol at three o'clock in the morning. It's like He is the most interesting man in the world. And I made a Facebook status about it, and I don't remember <laughs> making it, but but it's like I looked at it the next day, and I'm like, dude, those pain meds were really good. <laughs> Um, y'all texted me from a number earlier Um, would it be okay if I went and sent you a picture of what I looked like while I was going through chemo (sighs)
0: sure okay
1: this is interesting this hasn't happened before it hasn't
2: (laughs) that right there and uh, Greg I messaged you on Facebook so like if you look at or on Instagram so like if, if you compare that to like the pictures I have Now, like you can see, there was a drastic difference.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, what we're looking at now is, uh, obviously, like you had mentioned before, no eyebrows, um, no hair. Did you lose weight too, I'd assume, from this picture? I
2: I was down to about 110 pounds from 150.
1: Wow. Wow. Yeah, no, I mean, it it definitely shows. And I mean,
2: like, it's uh, like and that's something I try to tell my friends and uh uh one of my friends uh she's going through chemo right now and she was asking me, she's like, How do you stay positive through all that? I was like, I didn't. I was like, but don't do that. I was like, don't don't be like I was. Mm-hmm. I was the most negative person, Because like, all I could think about was I've got cancer. I was like, think of like start doing stuff with your friends. Like you have a like, I was like, you have a really good social circle there that's there to help you. Who, who won't turn their back on you? Don't, don't let that go, because, and don't take it for granted, because if you do, then you don't know what'll happen next. And uh, she's, she's been fighting cancer now for a year and a half. Wow. And I mean. There's there are support groups out there for people who have cancer, and it's sort of hit or miss if you get a good one. Because if you get a if you get a good one, then you've got people who will be there and they'll try to discourage you from thinking about the cancer. But if if you if you get one of the not so great ones, then all it'll do is it'll just bring you down and make you question. How much longer till I die and get this over with?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And that, that's a mindset people have to not be in, because if if you get in that mindset, it's hard to come out of.
1: Yeah, you know I mean, like can't imagine trying to pull yourself, you know, out of that while you know still facing the reality. Um, but well, I was I do want to ask too. Yeah. Um, so. You said that the doctors gave you six months to what two years, yeah, and that was, was roughly
2: six months that was back in two thousand and
1: thirteen Wow so uh, so you're at a point where you're basically now living past what was expected uh, I mean, does that change your mindset at all, and just kind of what's it's your out. like what's your first thought waking up in the morning?
2: Am I late for work? <laughs> like that's that's uh usually my first thought was shit that i oversleep i mean i i try not to think about any of my medical stuff until i have to deal with it
1: well yeah that's you know what and yeah i i take back that that question because really after everything you said it's yeah i mean i think that's the point and you've made it clear it's not just dwelling on that it's not letting the cancer define you so um that makes sense. Are, are you late for work? I like it.
0: And I just uh, wanted to ask before we sort of uh, wrap up this interview, if there was someone listening who is, you know, in a dark place and maybe they're going through cancer, is there any advice that you could offer them or anything you want to say to them uh, that could possibly help them in your experience?
2: Take pictures with all your friends. P- take pictures and remember the good times. 'Cause they won't always be good times, but they'll always be something to look back on.
1: Now, that's so awesome. I we really appreciate that so much.
0: Yeah, that was great. I just wanna thank you, dude, for, uh, for coming on and, and sharing your story. I know it must, you know, be tough to talk about or maybe it's annoying to talk about at this point. Um but I'm sure that it'll resonate with some people and you know, help some people, myself included. Uh,
2: I mean, I'm glad I can help if I can. I mean, because otherwise, just existing. And I want people to be able to say, I did more than just exist.
0: I agree. Uh, Well, thank you for coming on, dude. I really appreciate it. Um, Hope you have a good night. And uh, good luck with everything. Right, well, thank
2: you guys for having me on.
0: No problem.
1: Yeah, thank you so much.
0: All right. See ya. Before we get to our final thoughts, uh, let's get to the sponsor that we have today,
1: which is Wing. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, a lot of you guys probably know, maybe some of you don't. Uh, This sounds crazy, but Joe and I have started a phone carrier among other people. Not just us. (laughs) Um, But we are part of an amazing group of people who have started a phone carrier, mostly because we were kind of sick and tired of phone carriers because they're not fun to deal with. So we figured, let's make one that makes sense. And uh, that's what we did. And it's called Wing. But a lot of you guys have joined already. Which is awesome, Uh, but this is the real deal. Like this, this thing works. You guys don't have to worry.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Also, uh, like even I, like in the beginning, was like, "Is this actually gonna?" (laughs) Like, it seemed too good to be true because, I mean, what happens is you you save money every month because you don't realize how much money you're spending on data that you're not even using, Mm -hmm. right? Everything's free talk text, so it's not a big deal there. But the real money is in the data and how many gigs you're using every month. And a lot of people are just overpaying for that. Like, there's billions of dollars that are just wasted every year. Uh, so we, great, right, like company. You, you
1: pay for a say five gig plan. You're only using two. Obviously, Verizon, AT and T, they're not gonna say, "Hey, you're not using all your data." They're gonna say, "Nice, free money for Thank us." Thank you. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> so we we made it so that you get your money back and go towards your next bill. Uh, and we also just want to have fun with it. We're gonna, you know, have a bunch of ways of. You know that you can get money off your next phone bill or or whatever and
1: yeah and uh you know we we use the same cell towers as the major carrier so most of our users have switched from verizon at&t t-mobile sprint um so you're getting the same coverage but the average phone bill with us is only 35 dollars a month so we're saving people right. a lot of money we're making it easier and the switch itself is super easy we'll handle the entire thing For you so that you don't have to waste time in a store or throw your whole Saturday away and you get to keep your same phone number You don't lose any of your precious photos or contacts. Don't worry. It is a super super easy switch
0: Yeah, and i'm dumb and like that's why it was easy for me to be like, you know what i'm not gonna do any of this Can you guys handle that and it really like I really did nothing The only thing that I did was switch a sim card, which isn't hard to do But then they took care of everything else. So it's very easy very seamless and, uh, yeah, it's just it's just amazing. <laughs> and uh, right now, also, not only are we going to save you money on your phone bill every month just by having a fantastic service, but you're going to save $25 off your first phone bill if you go to wingalpha.com, click on Join Wing, and then put in the promo code OPL, and you will get $25 off your first phone bill.
1: Yes, and it's wingalpha, wingalph com click join wing 25 bucks off.
0: We also have ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter helps you find employees for your business. In fact, 80% of employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site in just one day. Which ZipRecru- is a fantastic stat. First As someone all, who has done 80% some hiring, 80% in 1 day? It's
1: kind of unheard of.
0: It's kind of it's you're that's a bank sh- that's a layup right there. Um, and ZipRecruiter doesn't stop there. They even spotlight the strongest applications you receive, so you will never miss a great match. Uh ZipRecruiter is how you're gonna find your best candidates. And we just talked about Wing, the company that we you know we're a part of. If we ever were to, were to expand and start hiring people, why not use ZipRecruiter?
1: You're only as strong as the employees that you have.
0: This is very true. This is key. Uh right now my listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right. Woo! Free. Just go to ziprecruiter.com slash lives. That's ziprecruiter.com slash lives. If
1: this this is free, like it's free, use this. Yeah.
0: 80%, like if you have a business and you're
1: looking to hire, this is the way to do it. Yeah, you might see some job postings for Wing tomorrow if this is free. (laughs)
0: It could happen. Uh, Ziprecruiter.com slash
1: lives. I I just have a feeling that I've literally never felt before getting off the phone with him and I mean he was amazing by the way but I mean he is living past the expiration date that was given to him yeah and like just the fact that you know we finish calls with you know all these awesome people that we get to speak to that you know keep us posted they kind of go off on their life keep on living and it's just like I I almost felt like scared to hang up the phone because it's just like, he does not know when his time will come. And, you know, this is someone who, I he could live for another 10, 15, 20, hopefully, years, yeah. or, you know, he might not be here next week. And, like, that's just the reality that he lives in. And that's just insane to think about.
0: I think it's, like, dude, I consider myself a very positive person and everything, but I still don't even know, like, in the face of all of that, if you can pull yourself out of that, this dude is incredibly just like strong. Like, I know that's such like a cliche thing to say, but it's like, dude, think about what this guy has to go through on a day to day basis. It's like, I don't, I don't know. It's weird. Dude. If I take like, like if I get a throat culture, because I have, I think I have strep throat. I'm nervous about that. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, this dude lives with that every day. That feeling times a million. Mm -hmm. I'm worried about fucking strep throat.
1: Oh, yeah. I give myself pep talks in the mirror while I'm at the dentist to, like... Yeah. Be able to get my teeth clean.
0: Yeah, it's like...
1: Dude. And just just that that reality of... uh, I mean, just walking around knowing that, you know, like, your body, the body you were given, like, you didn't have a choice, you know, is now host to... The thing that will kill you and you're just that's in you like at all times that is just part of you i like just mentally it's uh it's i just must be like i would just imagine being frustrated obviously probably going through a lot of phases like him where it's just why me the fact that uh, the cancer he was diagnosed with was is so rare Mm -hmm. um dude one every year are you mm -hmm. kidding me yeah, I did uh I looked it up a little before and it was like uh, there's there's not even much on it is because it just doesn't That's seem to be too. that common. Um but I can't even imagine this. No. But amazing. Just the, like I said to him just he he's still grounded in realism, which is just awesome because yeah. he he was able to get out of that depressive state uh which it just has to be one of the hardest things that anyone can, can do I, the hardest. I, I don't know what's harder than that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, not even like, just still to find, you know, happiness and comfort in just the everyday things, you know, not needing more than, you know, what he's given, kind of taking the one job he was offered, um, uh, you know, wanting to travel to see these places and, just taking pictures with your friends. That's that's one of the coolest answers you know, you yeah. could have given right there. And and it just it relates to everything, you know, whether you've gone through what he's gone through or not you know, though we should be cherishing those moments no matter what.
0: You know, obviously I'm I don't know that there's any science backed behind this at all, but for some reason a feeling there's just a feeling in me that I just feel like happiness goes a long way as far as health goes. I don't think it's a mistake that people who have something traumatic happen to them, something like being diagnosed with cancer and, you know, their toughest times is when they're down themselves. But, you know, you hear these stories all the time where these people are just like, you know what? I said, fuck it. And I'll just turn it around. I'm going to get shit done and I'm going to live my fucking life as much as I have left. And they end up beating this expiration date that these doctors put on them. And I think that goes a long way where it's kind of like, you know, because when you think about it and, you know, God forbid, you find out you have cancer and let's say you have a year, you're going to get shit done in that year. Mm -hmm. Maybe if you're that type of person or you're just going to let it, let time run out. Mm -hmm. But I think... I like to think that I would be someone that would be like, let's get this shit done right now. And I swear to God, even just talking to this guy has changed me completely in that, you know, you never know what can happen. And, you know, the only example I could give is like a pair of Jordan sneakers, right? Stay with me. A pair of Jordan sneakers, which everyone's like crazy about. When I was in middle school, I had a pair of them and I kept them in the box for so long right and i only wear them once in a while and i loved these sneakers and when i wore them it was like cool whatever and it's like are you gonna do that with your life like are you gonna keep it in the box or are you gonna wear these fucking things and like enjoy it and like you know what i mean
1: that was a phenomenal analogy
0: you can't just keep them in the box because it's like these will this will be nice when I take them out and like whatever it's like dude you could just wear them. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Just put them on and just fucking go out and do shit. Right. You know what I mean?
1: It's equivalent to saying, you know, I'll I'll get to this later. I'll do it when the time's right. Yeah, or I'll know? go on vacation it's next waiting year for that perfect moment, but And I
0: do that constantly. Mm-hmm. Like fun things where I'm like, I'm I'll just do that next week or I'll do that this time I'm busy. I don't really feel like it. I'm like tired or whatever like dumb fucking things and it's like dude, you got to fucking live your life. And I, and it's, I don't know. It's just wild when you think about it. I really think about, you know, the sneakers thing is the best way I can put it. It's like, you, you can't leave them in the box. There's, there's no use of them in the box. They're meant to be worn. And, you know, are you just going to do that with your life? You're just going to, yeah, I got a job. I got to work. I can't go on vacation. I have this, I have that. It's like, you have time. You know what I mean? Like everyone has time Mm -hmm. and they will find time. There are people who work four jobs and shit. Mm -hmm. You have one job. You will find time to enjoy yourself or you you will find time and you'll make time for, for people. And you know what I mean? Like important stuff. I don't know, man, that, that, that conversation is just like changed me completely. And I I found, I, I thought it was mad cool how he, you know, we set him up basically to to give this answer of, he could have given the most cliche advice in the entire world. And he said one of the coolest things ever, which is just like, like you said, this dude is so grounded in realism where he just Take like, pictures with your friends. Take pictures with your friends because <laughs> they're not always going to be good times, but at least you can look back on them. It's Amazing. like- yeah, uh, I will absolutely. never forget that. Yeah. And it's like, and here, here's like the thing that goes along with that. It's like, you have to continue to create these good times as well. Mm-hmm. You can't just- let them yeah we had a good vacation last year let's never do that again you know what i mean or like you know what i mean you have to continue to push the envelope every year and just dude, you got to enjoy yourself every day you never know what could happen like you know you could anything could happen you get hit by you know some you could be in a car accident like anything could happen it's like are you going to be looking down at your body like, fuck, man, why did I not go to this thing or whatever? You know what I mean? I should went out that night or you, you just, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Just, and not like superficial things either, but just like the small moments, like yeah, important stuff, not, you know, something that I'm kind of going through now is just, you know, this, just the idea of like maintaining friendships over time. Right. Like I kind of look back at all the people I've met like friends I still have from high school, from middle school, people I've met at other jobs, new people have come into my life. And I was reading some stat the other day, um, just about how difficult it really is to maintain friendships over time. And you kind of just assume that because you have a history together, because you have memories, that friendships will just kind of last and grow. But really, it's the opposite. Really, as we get older, we usually kind of shed friends and lose you know people that even if we care about just because we make excuses it's hard to put in the time to you know keep these friendships fresh and mm-hmm. uh that's a really scary thought when you think about it that you could just kind of wake up one day and realize i'm not that close with this person anymore i don't have anything or in common, or anybody yeah or just secluding yourself so much to the point that you know these these things take work and I think just that general theme of friendship, you know, whatever situation you're in, um, I, that's just one of the reasons why I thought that was so cool that I said that just, it's been something that, uh, you know, has been on my mind of just, just trying harder and just putting in that effort because the memories you make, you know, it's what's going to last. And, uh, you know, last thing too is, uh, just, you said something earlier about just kind of correlating like happiness with, him kind of living past this expiration date and even though having cancer like it's out of his control but at the same time you know he is someone that has sort of taken control back like i have no doubt yeah. that he will get the funeral he wants that in a way he you know will kind of pass away on his own terms and it just reminds me of you know when my grandma had uh lung cancer and just a big takeaway cuz i was younger Um, I was in college, but, you know, shout out to my mom for this. She was very big on creating the right atmosphere, the positivity, um, you know, around my grandma. We're going to spend more family time than ever. You know, make sure you're eating the right foods. Make sure that we're laughing enough that we're, you know, just kind of sharing this moment, embracing it as a positive and not a negative. And, you know, some of the best memories I have with my grandma, with my family was going through that time that could have been, so tragic, and, you know, was, mm-hmm. um, but just taking the positive out of it, and, like, my grandma was able to pass away, you know, surrounded by family, in a hospital, at the perfect moment, made sure everyone was in the room, and I don't doubt that, you know, again, even though it was kind of out of her control, she, you know, she was able to have enough control of that situation to, kind of go on her terms and make sure everyone was there to you know say goodbye and see her and uh, his mentality just reminds me of that a lot
0: yeah man I'm really I'm really glad we did that yeah that was
1: cool um wow
0: well (laughs) take a couple breaths here um kind of feel weird
1: plugging a twitter right now (laughs) Mm. (laughs) Um, Uh, plug mountain Dew's twitter yeah and that was of, dew, if That you're was listening. out of control.
0: By the way, that was out of control. Well, it, yeah, maybe six you liters is—that's <laughs> nuts. This uh, dude is. This dude's chugging. Uh, he's allowed to do what he wants. Mount. First of all, how many times do you drink Mountain Dew in your entire life? Uh, you I, definitely not. Greg's like a health freak.
1: Yeah, but when I was younger, I definitely. I've had a few Mountain Dews. I think didn't they come out with a blue one once? They did, and I think I had that. And in that moment, I was like this isn't right. Like this, the blue mountain dew really fucks you up. Yeah.
0: I think I've only had mountain dew like four times in my entire life. Honestly.
1: Yeah. It's probably, uh, that's probably the amount of times a person should have.
0: Cause you I don't know. That's probably,
1: (laughs) but shout out to mountain dew.
0: Make this guy a goddamn. Yeah. If
1: if you're listening, Mr. Dew, he's
0: crushing all the mountain dew in the world. You guys (laughs) might as well. He's keeping your company afloat. (laughs) Um, anyway, you guys can follow me on Twitter at Joe Santagato and, uh, Send us an email if you have a story or something you want to share, if it's good for the show. com slash contact. Hit us up if it's
1: right. We'll schedule some, get to recording. Yes, sir. Uh, follow me at Greg Dybeck. Follow the show at OPL OPLshow. Uh, leave a rating and review on iTunes.
0: And, yeah, that is all. Thanks for listening.